0: Scott Harkey.
1: All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you all know, we tell untold stories of world changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to talk about the future of talent in the marketing business. I don't know about you guys, but I think we're still in a talent battle. I know my agencies are really feeling it. Now, for those of you who don't know, we have about five agencies in our little group of uh, ad agencies at the Harkey Group. And for really the last two or three years, talent has continued to be a focus for us. And I don't know about you all, but I'm seeing a huge rise in uh, the freelance network. I mean, we've built our own freelance network. I know other agencies who are leveraging a lot of freelancers. I know a lot of my former employees are going more freelance. So uh, we are going into this kind kind of freelance economy and now with AI, who knows what else is up. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring Laura Vandenberg on, who's the CEO and founder at Publicist, which is an online platform that connects global network of communications and marketing talent with brands through project-based work. Their mission is to provide brands with access to the world's best communications and marketing talent. This is going to be a super interesting conversation. Full disclosure: I'm working with Laura because I think this platform's very interesting for our host of agencies, and we're in the process of evaluating a lot of their tools. So I want to bring her on. And I want to get like her viewpoint on like where this kind of talent freelancer network kind of industry is going and how marketers like us, like need to be prepared for the future. All right, so here we go. Laura and I are going to discuss the future of talent and freelance in the marketing advertising industry. Here's my conversation with Laura Vandenberg, the CEO and founder at Publicist. What's going on, Laura?
2: Hey, Scott. How are you doing?
1: So good. It's good to have you on. I'm glad we were talking. I'm like, dude, hey, let's get you on the podcast. Let's, Let's talk about this. What are you seeing in the industry? We're certainly still in a fight for talent, even maybe with the economy slowing a tad. Where do you see a need for marketers? I mean, you work with some of the biggest brands in the world um, and give them access to talent. You work with agencies, you work with brands. Maybe help give us an overview of the landscape of kind of what you're seeing from where you sit and, and some of the brands and agencies that you talk to.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a big topic. And I think we should start by backing up a few years. And so why... Why is there so much freelance talent in the industry right now? And what is happening with talent? So I feel like five to 10 years ago, the CMO was responsible for creative, comms, advertising, brand, and then fast forward to today, the CMO is responsible for product adjacencies. They're running PLs, it's strategy, it's insights, it's now, you named it, it's AI. And so in such, the industry has grown I think it's like 5X in the last five years, which is a really good thing. And I think the other thing is whenever we hear about talent, it's so negative. It's like we're a talent crisis this or talent conundrum this. But if you look at the unemployment rate, it's okay. And so what's happening from a marketing standpoint is we have seen it's nearly 50% of our industry is now working for themselves. I think that there are a few reasons that this is happening. A, given that there is such a an enormous opportunity to do so many different things in marketing, people are becoming hyper-specialists. And so from a brand standpoint, what we're seeing is brands are hiring generalists, the best generalists they can find. And then these hyper-specialists, whether it's, you know, we've just done a project that was We need a healthcare go-to-market strategist that's done vaccine and hospitals. That person's way too expensive to hire full-time and nor does that person probably want to go in-house. They want to diversify their portfolio. So I think a few things are going on. I think that people are getting way more comfortable with hiring freelancers. I think that we just haven't done it in a sophisticated way before. But I, I think that our industry has been so foundational to word of mouth and we hire who we who we know and we like, but what's happening with freelance talent is outpacing our need.
1: Hmm. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I know we as even a group of agencies of you know, just a little less than 200 people have grown a big freelance network and it is based on who we've worked with or most times who's worked for us in the past that in some ways... And scaling that up to get that hyper specialized talent project by project. Um, I also think, you know, we're moving to more and more projects from our clients and brands, at least from the agency side of things. And they do have, like, I think your example of a very specific need for a very specific industry for a very specific problem and finding that talent that you're comfortable with that will hit a home run, you know, right off the bat. And there's not a lot of training wheels in terms of getting somebody up to speed on a certain consumer or a certain industry. and the other point you made, I, I think, is is something I didn't think about around just people in general getting more and more comfortable with hiring freelancers. Like it is kind of the new world. I remember years ago, I was like, "No, you got to be in house. Well, you do everything in house." I heard a lot of brands like, "We do everything in house," and "We do everything in house." And like, you don't hear that anymore. It's like, how do we collaborate to get stuff done to solve problems? So makes total sense what you're seeing in the industry and why. How should we be thinking about this, and how can we maybe organize? Do you think it's is it use of tech? Is it access to talent? I know recruiting fees are tough. And, and in a lot of cases, I've, recruiters come up short a lot, at least in, in it's been my experience. And in a project world, you can't hire someone full time, you have to have that flexibility. And I agree that a lot of times, at least for agencies, and I think this is how marketers and brands are thinking of it too, is like, look, you can hire a general contractor, and they can manage the subs, and they can get the shit done, especially if they have a track record for doing great work and getting shit done mean, um, you need to do both, it needs to be strategic on brand and you have to execute. You can't just do one or the other anymore. You, you have to be able to do both well. So how should we be thinking of it or, or maybe what are some mistakes that you're seeing in the industry right now?
2: Yeah. And look, you're completely right in that the industry on the agency side is completely moving to project based work. I mean, long are the days that you'll sign a three year multimillion dollar retainer with massive brands. That's great if it's still happening. And I think that as an agency, our propensity of winning or losing a piece of business isn't fantastic. We have no idea. It's like, crap, we've just won a client. That's fantastic. And now we've got 45 days to hire 60 people. What I think we've done in the last three or four years as an industry is... Because companies bloated so much during the pandemic, we put anyone in seats rather than the right people in seats. And so I think that 2023 is the year, it's like the great course correction. We've had the resignation and this is the year that we can kind of course correct talent. Now, to answer your question in terms of what can we do, I think when hiring freelancers, there are two problems. One, there's an access to the best talent problem. And then the second problem is more on the efficiencies in the processes. And I think it's great that you've got a network of talent that you like to work with, but without technology, you don't know what that person's last rate is. Are they working with a competitor? Are they available? How do you get them up to speed? The other thing is hiring who we know does not help from a diversity standpoint at all. That's just, it's fact. And then the second point is from a process standpoint, it's like, great, we've got to hire these 60 people in 45 days the onboarding and the worker classification and figuring out of these people, 1099s, W-2s, there's a lot to it. So my advice is there are three things we're trying to solve for. One is speed, one is quality, and then to your point around staffing agencies, one is cost savings because we also live in this world where access to freelancers through staffing agencies have become very, very expensive and it's not the most efficient way to run a business. So I think there's a hybrid when I would say... There are so many platforms out there that can help do certain things. And then there are a couple of platforms like Publicist that are helping with the speed, the efficiency,
1: and the quality of talent. That's really cool. So you mentioned kind of we're moving into this age of course correction, 2023. I mean, we've obviously seen a lot of the layoffs from some of the tech companies. Like I was talking to my buddy, we actually had just a national advertising event, ANA event, just this last week. And my buddy runs a, a pretty large agency in San Francisco. And I remember back in the day, like the tech companies were hiring his people exclusively and raiding his agency, basically, and paying his people three times more than what they were making. And now those people are getting laid off. And I I do think tech had gobbled up so much marketing talent, some of these giant brands, and now they're seeing thousands of layoffs in the space. And I've also seen over the years an agency side, where some of your really good specialized people, it is time for them to freelance, where they can make more money, have better balance, and, and that totally makes sense. And so in this age, as you're calling it, of course, correction, moving on from the quiet quitting and the the age of resignation, and we have half of our business now, I think what I heard from you, which is freaking insane. I didn't even think about that. Our freelancers at some level are running their own business at some level. And so what does that look like, I guess, if half the industry is doing that? And how do we think about talent? I mean, I'm sure there'll still be times where we're going to want in-house talent, Again, whether you're brand side or agency, I actually think another interesting point, I, I think agencies and brands are more alike than ever. If you're a brand, you typically have at least some sort of marketing in-house. You should. I mean, you're kind of running your own agency and agencies are running agencies and, and we're collaborating and kind of dividing and conquering big challenges and we have to do it fast. But what does this new age look like and how do we as a marketer, as marketers and as agencies and as both like set ourselves up for success?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the magic question, isn't
1: it? It is. Yeah. Give us the secrets.
2: <laughs> I think in five years' time, what the perfect makeup will be, both from an agency and a brand perspective, I think it'll be 70% full-time and 30% freelance and fractional. And I think it'll stabilize. I think...
1: I agree with you. I, I have a unique perspective because I have specialized agencies that I think there's, in some cases, too much reliant on freelancers. And this is why I think I did some content a while back called the position of importance in today's agency is is a producer, not necessarily specific creative directors or designers, designers, creators are of course important. But like the agency producer, I think I said was the most undervalued position in, in today's world, because the new job requires people to source talent and activities and they're just sourcing things to put it all together. And, and it can be internal or in, and it can be external and it can, and it can be both. Where my large integrated agency had mostly full time, some freelancers call it like 90-10, 80-20. And some of these specialized had reversed probably 70-30. And I think they both were a little out of whack in terms of how they were structured. And so we're really trying to think about it from a platform side, from a holding group side, how do we help source that at a group level? and then provide those resources to individual agencies. But what the mix will be, will be really interesting as we go into 2023. But the nightmare is finding the wrong kind of talent. And man, I gotta tell you, creatives are picky. Like in the account world and the strategy world, like I, I feel like we can find kind of our people that fit into the culture of the business and the speed of the business. and We have better success rate and we can do it a little faster when there's an open rec. But man, in the creative world, it's like, who do you know and what your book looked like and how much of your book did you actually really do and what did you work on? And they're just very picky, right? They want great freaking work and people that can do it fast and people that are their vibe.
2: And they also don't want it at, to hire an ECD at $1,700 a day. And so they're looking for for unicorns and it's...
1: <laughs> yeah, especially in the copywriting space. So we're still hiring three copywriters, by the way, you yeah. know. Like, you need a concept and, you know, you need this and that. And, and, and then other times you'll hire someone like, oh, they worked at Wyden and like, they suck. <laughs> you know, like, oh, shit, we missed on that. And then, and then the cost of, of a full-time miss at that level, just for a small agency or a brand, it, it's devastating.
2: Totally. And I think what is interesting is brands and agencies are now hiring people And then converting them. So I think it's almost this try before you buy. If someone is open to being fractional and great, we want to hire you for 90 days. I think actually what happened during the pandemic is a lot of freelancers were actually evaluating companies. It's like, I want to work for 90 days. And if if you see, if I have a match in values and I like the company, then I'm happy to convert. So we see a lot of that as well. On the platform, we don't monetize from converting temp to perm. We love the volume, we love the activity but I think that's a huge trend as well. And back to the full-time, I don't think that's going away. I think I, that will never go away. To my point, I just think people need to become better generalists for organizations because that legacy knowledge of brand and nuance and culture is the most important thing for an organization, but you do want the best specialists you can find as well.
1: It's interesting how you talked about this, trial of people you're going to work with, right, to see if it's a good fit. And man, I think that's the secret to life, honestly, like, I only want to work with my kind of vibe people. It doesn't mean to be like my background or whatever, like you want a diverse opinion and a diverse group. But like, in terms of values, there's kind of non negotiables of how you work, and what you believe in. And I just refuse to be around energetic people that aren't like the right vibe because it just ruins my day. It's not about the time. It just the energy suck. And I think freelancers are realizing it. they're like, you know what, I'm freaking good at my job and I want the right people to work with because that'll make my life better. That'll like when I leave work and I'm with my family, I want to not be in a stressful spot, works hard enough. Um, and even from a client standpoint, like I've noticed we're doing more and more projects on our choice. Because like, we've even had clients like, hey, we want to do a retainer, let's scope this out. And let's, you know, we want to, and old days, we'd be jumping for joy and scoping out a year long thing and trying to guess what we're going to be doing all year. And now kudos to our president, Megan Jackman, she's like, no, wait, 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 let's do a project over three months first. It sounds like everyone's kind of like that because you take on one bad client as an agency or a freelancer or whatever, like it just, it just ruins your life in some ways. So that totally makes sense just to make sure you're aligned and people have reasonable expectations and you can do good work together. My favorite quote from Matt Weiss, who we both know really well is like, man, when you work with great people, magic happens. And that's what I want to be doing. And it sounds like people are catching on. Like maybe we're getting more evolved as people or as an industry where we're like, Try before you buy, I think is what you said, something like that. That makes a ton of sense of of the of the future workflow.
2: Totally. Date before you marry.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and and it's funny we the old days, it was like the old days, like three years ago, five years ago, it was like, okay, here's an RFP and everyone pitches and we pitch hypothetical creative and then like you're married. It's like kind of weird. I mean, it doesn't really work. Now it's like okay, let, I have this need, and hey, we're launching this. Let's let's try a project. Okay, let's try another project. All right, you know what? Now we kind of know the workflow. Maybe now we can scope out a, a retainer. And same thing the business. Okay, that makes sense. What? Okay, so what else does the future look like? I love this. Let's start. Let's keep future future proofing plan.
2: So, one thing that touches everyone, both the talent and people that are hiring, is there is so much wasted time on looking for talent and then wasted talent time right now from trying to run their back office. And I think what's interesting is the reason that anyone gets into our industry is they're obviously intrinsically creative. They've got a curiosity, but there is so much wasted time on both sourcing for talent and then the talent themselves actually trying to run their own business. And so let's start with the client side. We, I was speaking to an agency, a massive agency, a thousand-person agency yesterday, and the CEO was up at 4 a.m. yesterday because he had to fill four project manager roles by the end of the week. And this is on LinkedIn, the CEO of a global agency. And I think, imagine if we were able to reduce that time to actually put the creative workforce to work. And we're just, as I mentioned before, we are not at all sophisticated in the way we're sourcing, but because talent touches everyone, you're working with this person. If you can't hire talent fast enough, you're turning away business at agencies. And so I think that you know what the future holds is we are going to get better through using these platforms in finding access to better quality talent quicker. And I think that actually allows you to work more. And then if you look to the talent side, there's a crazy statistic that something like seven, sixty to 70% of a freelancer's day goes into admin from pitching themselves on new business to sending contracts trying to get their net 30 to 60 wild payment terms sometimes there's still net 20 in the in the world won't name won't name names but 120 still exists they're running their own business and more often than not these people didn't set out to start a company, they set out to do cool creative work. And so I think we need to find a better way for that talent to access the best projects with systems to help them get everything done. And I think that's, that will be a massive shift in my mind in the next five years.
1: Okay, so here's the deal rebrand podcast, we're going to end the first episode there, but I'm going to bring Laura back. In this next interview, we're going to talk about how Other Fortune 1000 companies are using Laura's platform publicists to fill roles, companies like Forbes, companies that I can't say that that rhyme with certain things that we probably won't even go there, but big ones like the example, Forbes needed to hire talent and was taking 45 to 60 days, which I've had talent that's taken six months. So in the next episode of this rebrand podcast, we're going to talk about how Forbes and other major companies are using uh, platforms to help fill major talent gaps. If you can't wait until the next episode, you want to learn more about Laura, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact her all over the place. She's on Twitter, LinkedIn, probably LinkedIn's the best. Her company website is publicist.co. And that's P-U-B-L-I-C-I-S-T.co. Uh, another note uh, I want to tell you about, if you didn't have the chance to take notes and you want to, um, or you just want the the summary, just go to rebrandpod.com. We'll have guest information. We'll have all the crazy stuff you need. Of course, you can subscribe to our newsletter there. Um, you can find me probably is the easiest on uh, all the channels, just at Scott Herkey. I think it's SharkyAZ on Twitter, if anybody's still on Twitter. I've noticed a lot of people off Twitter, which is kind of crazy, just through the show, just a little insight. So think Politically, wherever you want on Twitter, but I have seen a definite drop off, which uh, I definitely take a note. So, side tangent, but again, please subscribe. Uh, we've got 5,000 plus marketers that subscribe to our show. We're getting great feedback. When I first started, I was getting really bad reviews, I just got a couple and it like kind of hurt my feelings. And now we're getting like awesome reviews, so that makes me happy that like people are liking the content. So, thank you. But that's it for today. Uh, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, rebuild, or rebrand.